everyone. Thanks for joining us again. I am Catherine Druckmann. This is Reality 2.0, the podcast. Uh, today, I am joined by Doc Searles and Sean Powers. And we have a few things to talk about. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter verification. We're going to talk about facial recognition, probably. We're going to talk a little bit about some weird stuff going on with YouTube videos. But before we get to all of that, I want to add another reminder, as usual, to visit us at reality2cast.com. That is the number two. And you can find our newsletter. You can find our swag. You can find our Patreon link and our coffee link and some other supplementary in information and blog posts and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, so thank you to all the people who support us by listening, by contributing, all of those things. Thank you to all of you. Um, and with that, we will uh, get straight into it. So I thought the first thing we might want to tackle is this Twitter thing. So apparently, okay, just in case anybody is living under a rock, uh, Twitter verification is that funny little blue check mark by people's profiles. You might have seen one on Sean Powers' profile. Uh, <laughs> and everybody's famous. like, wait, Sean Powers? Like, Sean's is this famous? Sean Powers? What? Yeah, what the crap? Why is know. he verified? And they're like, why is exactly? And then, and why isn't Doc verified? What? What? Um, <laughs> anyway, so everyone's talking about this. They're not everyone, yeah. but a lot of people. And some people are pretty upset that they aren't. And some people are wondering what the hell the, all, all of this is about. And and what it's about is it's... that they they did it a long time ago. And you know, and and I think it was kind of a secret program, sort of like they, there was there was no uh, information available really on what the criteria was. And then they shut it down um, and they didn't verify anyone for a long time. And then they yeah, just I think reopened 2017, it. 2017. Yeah. I, which really, means I've been verified that. for a long I, time because yeah. I got it before I the it was, shutdown. I thought it was proof that high school never ends. I think that's you know? exactly what it is. And yeah. then and then they came out with the, the guidelines, cool which we will link to. And it's not particularly helpful. It's still pretty vague. It's also a lot of, you know, BS. And... Um, it's it's angering people and and it's confusing others and I'm just kind of like huh about the whole thing but maybe maybe you could give us a little insight about how it was back in the olden days when yeah, you were so, verified Sean for sure so you want the process it was so I'll tell you exactly why I wanted to get verified not just because oh cool blue check mark I assumed I wouldn't be able to but it was uh sometime I, I don't know if you can go online and see when I was verified but it was around 2016 or uh, the first part of 2017 and it was when political craziness started happening and there was like the what was that oh so the beginning was... of time then <laughs> <laughs> no no just this latest uh right, <laughs> this latest right. batch uh the parlor that was the thing when parlor came online oh and yes. so i immediately went to parlor and created an account, not because I wanted to post, but because I didn't want somebody to use my online moniker, you know, Sean Powers with a zero for the O, which is just me everywhere. I didn't want somebody to take my username and post and pretend to be me. And so I went on, I quickly, you know, reserved my account and I did one parl or whatever they called their, their tweets. I don't know, but, and it just said, this is just here to reserve my name. And so I thought, okay, what about like Twitter? I don't want people to like, create a new account and fake be me. And so I went on and I just found a link to like, do you want to be verified? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to be verified. And so I had to fill out an online questionnaire form. It was like next, 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 next. And I had to explain who I was. I think I had to do email verification 
um, like text verification to make sure that it was really me in those regards. And then I, um, I had to provide links, I think screenshots, maybe not screenshots, but links to my professional pages. And I, and I did two different uh, professional me's. I, I did my stuff at Linux Journal. You know, I showed the masthead that was online at the time that said I was uh, associate editor, whatever I was, of Linux Journal. And I think I added links to several articles that I had recently done. And the other one is I posted a page on CBT Nuggets where I was a trainer at that point. And it was me and it was a picture of me. Um, also, your Twitter avatar or profile pic or whatever it's called, it's supposed to be um, you like it, it's supposed to be an actual picture of you. And so they can compare that with the online stuff that you're doing anyway. So I made sure that that all matched and I submitted, you know, verify me. I got an email that said, we will be verifying you. Um, and like two months later, I heard back, I'd actually forgotten that I even did the thing, but like two months later, I got a notification that said, you are now verified. And I looked and sure enough, I had a blue check mark. That was it. So this would have been a while ago. So Parler didn't come around until, I don't know. So yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Parler started in 2018. Oh, then that wasn't the deal. So, okay, yeah. I don't know why I did it then. Um, I assumed it was because of that. Well, I mean, so Parler's not the first, you know, alternative social network. It, it must to, have been. Uh, it was something, though, yeah, around there, it, the political unrest yeah. that sparked me to do it. So Yeah, I mean, just generally speaking, you don't want somebody impersonating you online, right? I mean, that's that's a general concern. Yeah. And remember, okay, this is this is somewhat relevant, but also somewhat tangential. But remember back in the day when you did a lot of Linux journal videos and we were setting that we were initially setting up the Linux journal YouTube account because before that we were actually posting them on maybe it was Vimeo or maybe I can't remember what video platform we used. But we, you know, we, we set up the YouTube one and Linux Journal was not available. <laughs> Somebody had it and we couldn't get yeah, it. I know. So, so now so it's Linux a, Journal you know, online a, is what Yeah. It is so that's, being, that's a, it's always a real concern that, you know, namespace kind of situation. Um, so yeah, you want to protect your, you, you want people to know that, that you are the real you, but everybody, I suppose, maybe wants that and, and can't have it, which is weird, mm -hmm. right? I mean, especially if you consider this in the context of the, of last week's episode, for example, where we talked about verifiable online identity. And now that was in you know a slightly different context. That was you know in the context of anonymity and privacy, but it was it was verifiable. And um, there is there are reasons why you want everybody maybe who uses Twitter to be verified, or to at least identify those that aren't. Right? You know that seems like an obvious step to take to increase credibility or you know address issues of twitter bots uh sharing misinformation that kind of thing but yet you know this this verified check mark is reserved for some elite group or something like you know that that yeah. it's still kind of a mystery so that well, that's whole, kind of interesting the, the whole thing could be solved a lot easier i mean like, when i look at and I, I put it in our private chat here but if you just look up um twitter verified and there's a help.twitter.com managing your account verified accounts there's a there's a gauntlet you can go through to verify yourself or to qualify yourself for verifying but it's their gauntlet and 
this is this illustrates this sort of basic problem, which is that if every single company has its own way to do not just verification, but 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 to manage your identity or your the parts of your identity that they care about, it makes life a lot harder than if you have global ways to do it. Like for example, somebody getting married, changing their last name, changing their address, changing their email, changing something else. You should be able to do that with every company you deal with. You should be able to say, I'm I'm going to verify myself. Here's how I do it. And by the way, SSI does that. As self-sovereign identity is all about that. You bring a verifiable credentials, a, a collection of them. I work for Linux Journal. I have, you know, I have this driver's license. I'm, uh, you know, for some people, here's my Wikipedia thing. Here's a way to cross-verify all of that. And you've got a bunch of check boxes that get checked off, and you're good. And Twitter could have a little thing that says, yeah, we believe this guy's, this person is real based on these verifiable credentials that have been presented. And and that's the whole deal. You just walk through the world with verifiable credentials rather than an ID and uh, or a single ID issued by one uh, one authoritative source. And it's, but, you know, it's, it's taken a while to get this stuff sorted out, but we'll get it sorted out eventually. But yeah, and Twitter, I mean, it's really, it's more than just verifying that you are who you say you are, right? I mean, it's it's this notoriety thing. I mean, it specifically says like, why are you notable? I think in that, when you yeah. go to verify, like what makes you notable? I'm like, yeah. because I'm a human being? I don't know. Yeah, why do you matter? I mean, it, it's so awful. I, uh, there's, I went through this uh, with, like I did not put my Wikipedia entry on Wikipedia. Somebody else did a long time ago, and and but somehow somebody came along and and challenged whether or not I was notable, whether or not I met the notable guidelines, and the thing went into limbo for a while. While a bunch of people who were again not me came in and said, "Wait, not the the guy's notable here. Here's why, right?" And and that went away. And the weirdest thing about it was the the person who appeared to try to pull my pants down the first time was this blind guy and his you know his bio whatever it was about contributing to wikipedia he was blind and which is fine i got no problem with that that's great i'm i think it's awesome that somebody's blind can do it you know can participate but when i I just i was contacted him so i'm just curious why you why you did that and he said I didn't do that. There was somebody else pretending to be me right? or something else like that. So it was a mystery. The whole thing was a kind of a weird mystery. You know, why, the whole notion of notability is bizarre. Uh, I, I don't I don't like it. Is, it is so subjective, too. I mean, that's the I mean, look, at, OK, if you go to my Twitter account, everybody, if you're not following me and I'm guaranteed that not everybody's following me because I have like 5000 followers on Twitter. Why am I what makes me notable? That's just the weirdest yeah. thing. Um, Doc, you're not notified, or you're not notified. You're not verified on Twitter, are you? I'm not verified on Twitter. I've Have never tried it out. I never. Yeah, tried. I'm gonna say you could probably. I'm guessing like you probably could. Even with the Floss Weekly, you know, host. I mean, that seems notable to me. But who am I to say? I guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a weird thing, and you know, and I'm not saying everybody should be required to to verify their identity if they don't want to. But those that want to, it seems like it would it would improve the quality. I don't know. I don't know about improved quality, but at least re the perception of reliability it's, or accountability or, you know, something. Accountability, yeah. it seems. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You know, the, the, a weird thing about Twitter, of course, is that everybody has their own view of it, right? So there's no one view of, of Twitter. Now, I have, what have I got? I mean, I should look at it here. I have how many? 
I'm not going to talk about followers. I'm talking about how many people I'm following. I, I'm following over 5,000 people. But I don't follow anybody I haven't checked out and who isn't interesting to me in some way, right? I don't know 90% of these people, but my Twitter, you know, what I see on Twitter is is entirely not icky. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, everybody talks about, or a lot of people talk about how, how awful Twitter is. It's a cesspool. It's all these different things. I don't see it. Those, I, I you know, I've, I've got 5,000 some odd people that are acceptable to me in some way, you know, that I'm, I'm not following all of them. Obviously what Twitter does is, you know, puts up algorithmically biases what I see to, you know, what it thinks I'd be interested in. There's, there are ways around that, but they keep changing those. I forget what they are. I mean, there's a most latest versus um, whatever the other choice Yeah, you have is. to switch it back. I, I think it stays. I don't think you have to constantly switch it anymore. I do think it actually stays if you do just Well, one is the bird and the other one is the birdhouse. Which is which? I think. What's the difference between the bird and the birdhouse if you're looking at the web version of, of Twitter? Oh, I... I was gonna say you lost me there, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like the birdhouse yeah, so, is where the bird lives. <laughs> I know, and and I, I click on the birdhouse, and I think the birdhouse is latest, and the bird is what it curates for you. I think, or it's the other way. I really they're not don't just know. The same? Uh, I'm, I'm, they're not. They're not the same. They both me. go. Different. They both go home. I don't know. I think they're the same. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, of course, it's all, it's all ADD bait. If you're not ADD now, you know, if you're not attention deficit, this will give it to you, right? It's it's mm -hmm. got that going for it. But, but there is, you know, there's something, you know, it's it's gamed, you know, whatever. Anyway, but my my view of Twitter is not, is not of something fully dysfunctional. It's something that's functional in ways that I don't entirely like. But there it is. Facebook is very different. I, I don't I don't I don't understand Facebook much better and I've been on both of those since forever. I mean I got on Facebook when it was still only colleges, you know, I because I was involved, you know, I worked at a at a college at that time, so I got on with that. It was before they made it the general public. I've still got that. In fact my login is still that college email address, but that I've long since lost that email address. I, I've created another one that's sort of my backup address there, which is a permanent one. But that's, I mean, that's a weird verification. Yeah, that system. is a, weird, a whole other conversation about identity verification. So it, I was going to say something that's interesting about this Twitter, going back to, you know, Twitter verification yeah. is that, you know, I've seen, I've seen um, blog posts, I've seen, um, I've seen just mentions around that you kind of need to be a journalist or being a journalist is it makes it easier to get ver verified, which is interesting to me because there are people who have pointed out that they consider themselves far more noteworthy for other things, but they also happen to have written some articles that have appeared in certain publications, but the publications are the reasons that they, that they're able to get verified. And that's interesting because what did that, you know, what does that mean? Does journalism lend credibility still? Is that even true anymore? I you know I don't know. A, Coming out of a, many many years in publishing, I question that that's true. It's it's very conditional. I mean, yeah. um, you know, one of my to, to me the, the most revealing photos is of you know it wasn't just this one person who became sort of famous and I think won a prize for um, photographing or you know recording the George Floyd murder. 
But she wasn't alone. I mean, there were a bunch of other people doing the same thing, holding up their phones and shooting this scene. They're all journalists. Everybody's a journalist now. Anybody, everybody, we're all carrying really good journalistic devices in our pockets and our purses. And, you know, and that's, and we can participate. Uh, in fact, that's something that, you know, at, at Customer Commons are working on right now. Um, but it, which is, what's the, which is basically Twitter without Twitter. It's just if you, you should be able to, to you're, you, you have a place by the river, you know, when it's going to flood, you, you publish a hashtag flood, um, hashtag river name, and those who are subscribed in an RSSE way to that feed, as it were, that's outside of any platform, can see it and respond to it. And this is invented. And yesterday we went to get it funded and I uh, got shot down hard because, you know, well, it's not the usual. So it's weird. <laughs> so if somebody's listening to this and wants to fund a really great journalistic idea <laughs> that can make anybody a journalist anticipate, especially locally. This is one reason that uh, my wife and I are going to be moving to Bloomington, Indiana, is to start doing this locally a little bit to see it, you know, with some new tech. And that's, there's a, you know, I, but it, anyway, just to, to, to go back to your point, the, the old joke about it, I mean, it wasn't even a joke, it was in every cartoon, you know, if you, if you work for the press, you had, a card in your fedora on your hat. Of course, mm -hmm. you're only a male. And it said press on it, right? That was what identified you as a press person back in the 40s and 50s. That's what, that's what that was. You know, and now, but, you know, once that credit, at conferences, you know, I had my Linux Journal one, right? I was a mm, Linux Journal yep. person. In fact, among the many things I threw away uh, a couple of days ago was my Linux Journal badge for both and I had two of them in one hanging Linux journal. Remember those things used to hang around our neck and it had, mm -hmm. a, you could carry you could business keep your pens in it. it. And, and yeah, you could keep your pens in it, but it had, uh, you know, like the show program and stuff like that. But I had both my Linux journal booth and my Linux journal um, editor badge, you know, that, that I had both of those. I collected both of those on the way in. But you had to carry a copy of the magazine with you. You know, that was also a thing. It's a, I never I mean, had to carry that. I, I had the lanyard that said Linux Journal. You know, yeah. I, I miss, I miss, that's something that I actually miss about, uh, I miss the ability to get press access to conferences. <laughs> that was kind of nice. Yeah. The last, the little, honestly, the last conference I went to, or big one, was uh, DEF CON in uh, 2019. Um and it was, you know, I, I, that was the last one I went to with, with press credentials. And, you know, mm. actually, that was really cool because at DEF CON, the badges there are a huge thing. Badges are... Oh, like, really? They do stuff, yeah. right? I mean, they're like... Yeah, they, they do stuff. And in this yeah. case, they were actually quite beautiful. They were um, polished stone, uh, like natural wow. stone. And, and they had a, you know, they had, they, they were also electronics, but, the, but the, the facade was a sort of a beautiful piece of polished stone. And if you were pressed, yours was green, which was different. So they, they, they were color coded depending on your role, you know, volunteer, speaker, I guess, and press. And there were very, very few green ones. And there was sort of a game where you needed to kind of match up, like touch your your badge to other people's badges to oh that's very it was cool a thing. it yeah. was a whole thing yeah. but i but you know everyone with a green badge suddenly was very sought after which <laughs> so everybody wanted to talk to me because i had this green badge so that was so cool but uh you know i met a lot of people I got to talk to some really interesting ones 
Um, like but yeah, I'm, I'll, I'm gonna miss that. But uh, or maybe you know what? What the hell? I'll just say you know I'm pressed for reality 2.0. So yeah, <laughs> and then, well, maybe I'll still get a green I think you can qualify. There's because a... what is a journalist? <laughs> yeah. What is that anymore? Anybody is a journalist. You have a microphone and, and... and a podcast well, and here you are anyway you know we're all going to just end up being who we are and the roles that we play and the work that we do and it's i think even the word job is going to go away eventually like that's a as a very 20th century idea which it was it, it took off in 1900 so it was a 20th century idea yesterday i i found i'm um, because i'm throwing away so many things i found a box it was actually a big shoe box you know when you buy big shoes you get a big shoe box and it was completely filled with business cards and the business cards were all from like the 90s and the aughts from going to Linux and other related conferences and at first I was going through each one and I realized I'll never be able to go through all of these and so I started just kind of quickly fanning through them and everybody whose name I knew is now doing something else right none of them work for those things so many startups are now dead it's am it's amazing how much the, uh, people are no longer with that. But I did find this. Uh, but this is here's a ten euro piece. There, there was a ten euro um, bill. You know, I got, there were ten euros in that bag. So no, that was a that was a bonus thing. Yeah, yeah. That's not getting recycled. But the rest the rest <laughs> of it all went out with the recycling today. It's all going to get get turned into turn into fresh paper bags. Or so whatever. green. Yeah. So. So the so, other thing yeah. that, you know, so we, you know, we started off with Twitter and, uh, but I wanted to make sure we, we save some time to talk about two stories. One um, was this really weird story about a teenager getting booted from a skating rink because the roller skating rink is using facial recognition software to identify the people entering their building and this teenage girl was flagged as somebody who had been involved in a fight, or they described it as a brawl, at a skating rink, and thus was not allowed to go in. And, you know, her parents dropped her off, you know, for a fun day of roller skating. She'd said she'd never even been there before. Um, and, and they wouldn't let her in. And there she's like, I think it was in Detroit. And so she's, you know, stuck, you know, I guess out on the street, so she was, basically. She was both identified and mischaracterized. Exactly. That, Falsely yeah, identified. Things. And it was not correct. Was it not um, correct or, or it was I incorrect. Mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Cause but, yeah. I, I didn't read the story, but you said that she was, uh, involved in a brawl at a skating rink. So I wondered if there's like a network of skating rinks that all have. Oh, no, no. The, presumably at the same skating ring that she had never been oh. to before so yeah she was false she was falsely accused based on um facial recognition software well and, it, it, that is just so flat out wrong uh and and it's so many levels yeah. that there's a because i wrote about this for linux journal so it had to be at least two years ago now but about facial recognition which is that i think it should be a law actually that the only entities capable of recognizing faces should be other human beings and their pets. And that's it. You know, it's just wrong to have that. I mean, I can see where in some circumstances, but even like with your phone, I mean, uh, I think all three of us have an iPhone and I think it's good that my iPhone knows my face, but it doesn't share that with Apple, or at least I believe it doesn't. And they say it doesn't. And I, I'll take them at their word on that. I mean, it's handy. I think we should be able to have it for ourselves, but, and I think, it makes sense that we should be able to look through our old photographs or something like that. And we can identify that as there's Aunt Ethel and um, 
and this other one looks like it and you could do that and you could say you know you can run your own little internal algorithm on it but i don't think that it's right that in public we should get scanned it's just wrong yeah, I, yeah. I, it's quite wrong and it's and just, it's yeah. and it's going to be even more problematic for people you know who i don't know in this case they they showed in a couple of articles um you can see an image showing a you know a side-by-side -side comparison of of a still of this girl and compared to who they thought she was mm -hmm. and sure i mean they both wore glasses and the glasses were similar shape they had about the same skin color similar enough facial features but you know a lot of people have similar enough facial features you know if you have yeah. i mean enough facial recognition they could probably confuse you know sean for doc you're both white guys <laughs> you know i mean it's yeah. like who knows you have some facial hair we're both, you know? we're both young both have headphones both, uh, both attempting to grow uh, goatees and <laughs> yeah so now you said it's wrong and, and i agree but i, I think more morally right I, I think legally if it's a private business they probably have the right to do that if they want and yeah if they do a, i mean yeah well this sadly. stuff is sold the only apparently. um the only state um that has banned facial recognition for private businesses as well as law enforcement or government entities is oregon i believe so hmm. yeah they're in michigan so... jersey did for cops but didn't yes a few have done it for cops yeah. but um in this case yeah private businesses can use it and, and again you know this goes back to the argument of you know the right to refuse service you know can't can you you know just bar whoever you want as long as you're not you know, discriminating against a protected class. Yeah, pretty much you can. But yeah. is this really the world we want to live in? You know, it's, yeah. um, and that's why I mean, just to be clear, I agreed with you that it's just wrong, but not oh, yeah, illegal, totally. They can, I was yeah, at, no, you know, it's that's totally not illegal. And I mean, I could see a, a huge business model, right? I mean, you get a database of, of faces of people that you don't want in your business for no reason other than, I don't know, you submit like this person stiffed us or something and all of a sudden like oh we subscribe to face scan and we reserve the right to refuse business based on face scan i mean and then all of a sudden yeah. like if i look like a guy who you know doesn't tip well and so all the waitresses decide to you know turn somebody who looks like me into this thing and say that i you know i stiff them on the bill uh, then do I have to like what appeal with the company saying no it's not me it's not real I mean I just it's just it's dystopia I mean it's horrible yeah. but and we all know anybody involved in any sort of technology knows that this kind of thing is inherently biased it, it's written by you know people who don't look like teenage black girls to be honest I mean that you know, so it, it unfairly affects them. It's, it goes back and it's not just it's not just that it goes back to, you know, there was a thing going around years ago because I think it was a Fuji camera that had blink detection, couldn't detect you know, if people with Asian features had their eyes open or not. So this thing was constantly telling people that stop blinking. They were yeah, that their eyes were closed and like my eyes are not closed. Right. And um, so it's, just, you know, it's the same kind of it's the same kind of issue and and you know it's it, whether the intent is baked in or not in order to the intent to be uh racially biased it doesn't matter that you know because the end result is that it is yeah. and it does uh, affect the you know certain populations more than others 
and, and, and it's and just you can, going to. And, and from a business standpoint, you could see a business saying, I'm willing to lose X percentage of false positives mm -hmm. to make sure that I am refusing all of the negatives that we really, I really want to refuse. The you girls know, who start brawls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, I mean, so we, we miss out on one teenage girl, as long as, you know, the one who's fighting isn't getting in here, that's, I'm willing to part with that $4 and 50 cents entry fee or whatever, that, which is just horrible. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, from a business model, certainly makes sense. It's but so the reality is that it's going to be they, you know, they identify one young black woman, and, you know, therefore, 12 are going to be barred entry. Mm -hmm. So this is a way to turn humans into machines. And here's, here's how that's wrong. Um, to be human means that you do not have perfect recall of other people's faces. You have a, you have a tacit recollection. You, you look away and you think, okay, the, you know, I mean, you recognize some, but you can't say specifically how, how another person looks. And short-term memory tends to erase most of itself within about seven or eight seconds and you can't remember exactly what a person said you can't remember exactly how a person looks or what they were wearing and pe people always remember things very selectively and and that's part of being human and we ideally we would have systems that help us be human rather than help us be machines because that's what it's like now oh i could be a machine now that means i can have perfect recall of everybody who walks in here and not only that, I can be machine-like in that I can actually share that information for money with other parties. And uh, we could do all these wonderful things that are, that are, you know, may help society in a general sense, like improve law enforcement and, and so forth. But ignoring all of the secondary, tertiary, and quaternary uh, effects that come out of that. Um, uh, I just think it's, I mean, I'm... I'm a bit of a stick in the mud on this, but I think that's one mm -hmm. of those things that we're going to regret in the long run. Oh, absolutely. For so. sure. I think humanity will regret it. Mm -hmm. I think businesses, you know, from the, from the black ink on paper will only benefit from it, which makes it that much worse. You know, I, I think that barring a certain subset of people is probably great for the profit margin um, and horrible for all of humanity. Mm. Well, not all businesses. I mean, uh, you know, we're our family, like, for example, in our family is a restaurant. I think in that, I don't think the people who run that restaurant, in-laws of mine, would ever want to subscribe to something like that. You know, they they know their customers. They recognize right. Those are the customers. humans. I, but I mean, yeah. if, the if they made, yeah, if, if they made the decisions based purely on business and nothing else, it certainly makes sense to... Uh, you know, I mean, if somebody bounces a check and now you're on a facial recognition database for bouncing a check, all of a sudden you don't serve them anymore. From a business perspective, mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense. It's just horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well. And imagine people with criminal records, right? Today, right. I mean, it's very difficult for people with uh, criminal records. You know, let's say you smoked weed when you were 17 or something and the rest of your life you're going to have you will be a lesser human being in terms of, you know, getting a job, getting, you know, credit, you know, all these things that, that can affect. But imagine a world where you walk into a store and instantly, you know, uh, the store decides you, they don't want you in there because, you know, 20 years ago you smoked some weed or something. It, mm -hmm. it, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, it's a disturbing reality. Or imagine a world where, you know, Google Glass 
everybody has the 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 smart glasses and and they can identify everybody they walk past as having you know criminal history or not or mm. bad credit or you know i was just I mean, gonna I know, say credit yeah what if yeah, your credit I mean, I, is not tied to your face paranoid but yeah it's it's a crappy uh, reality that's something actually that i think we'll be talking about on an upcoming ec- episode by the way is this i think we've talked a little offline and i'll give a little hint i suppose but um this uh, a consumer score there was an article um in 2019 by cashmere hill in the new york times i'll actually i'll go ahead and link to it because it'll be good mm-hmm. background reading for when we eventually get to it but um yeah there 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 are there are so many applications for you know ai and the amount of data that is available to businesses and the way that they evaluate consumers. Now, you know, credit cards have been doing this for years, right? Credit cards can predict behavior. Credit card companies based on your purchasing patterns can predict if you're going to get a divorce. They can predict predict if you are having a child. They can predict all of these things. But because now there's so much more data available, you know, they also have access to a lot of other information. You know, the, the, I believe it was that journalist who requested a file from a company who deals in this kind of data. And it had, a, one of the things that really creeped me out was it had a record of every time she had ever opened a, her Coinbase app on her phone. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's terrible. disturbing. That's so terrible. Anyway, so but we'll get to that in a, in a future mm-hmm. episode. But yeah, I mean, in the meantime, it, you know, it is conceivable that that information, because it exists, can it will become more and more easily parsable and accessible to a larger group of people. That's that's not something that any of us should want. Put this in a very long list of things to be fixed. There we go. Yeah. And... So okay, so I think we've we've covered facial recognition. They, everyone knows how we feel about it now, right? I, um, I'd like to go back to Twitter for a second because something called Fleet was created by them and killed off by them. Yeah. And now nobody will know what it was. <laughs> I mean, is, Has it already, they, is that already dead? I think it's dead. Yeah, they killed it. It was either I think it's it was gone fleet. or it was at least announced. Yeah, fleets. They're they're not. That was a, like the they're Snapchat not a thing. of like, like Twitter yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. That was the thing. They were going to automatically self-destruct, which oh, yeah, is the is. reason I can't stand Snapchat to begin with. Because sometimes yeah. it takes me days to open messages, and mm-hmm. my kids are big on Snapchat, and so they'll send a message and. A couple of days later, I'll go to open it. And it'll be like, this doesn't exist. I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, I never could get into Snapchat either. Yeah, I never did here either. So there we go. We're fogies about that. Yeah. So so how about that YouTube? <laughs> so uh, yeah. So the other thing that that we you know we wanted to talk about a little bit is this really weird YouTube behavior that Doc alerted us to. Um, yeah, I wondered it, if you know we could go over that a little bit. It worries me too. Uh, because I'm somebody who would like to um, make some income with YouTube, and it worries okay, me. Yeah. The st- I mean, Doc, it was you know you brought it up, so go I ahead brought and it up. Talk it doesn't mean it, I but... examined it. I mean, it, it's this um, Matt uh, Tybee um, on his newsletter talked about this guy who um, who you know posted some. I mean, he was just editing on YouTube and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and YouTube's robots, and then their human beings, or maybe I don't even know if human beings are ever involved, um, killed this stuff off before it even got even close to being published. Well, Just that's it. It was judgment calls about it, right? Yeah, yeah and that's it wasn't... an interesting distinction. It was it was private. It had not been released. 
Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like it was unlisted. I mean, so then in YouTube, if yeah. you're not familiar, if you're not a YouTube person, there's public, there's unlisted, and then there's private. And mm-hmm. when it's private, unless you specifically share it with another Google account, nobody can see it. It's not for consumption from anybody. And that's mm-hmm. what he had done is he uploaded all of this raw video because he wanted a place to store it. And he set it to private. So nobody could have seen it. And then all of a sudden it was flagged and he got strikes, which are a big deal because three mm-hmm. strikes and your account is like permanently deleted. And so that's the scary thing. And I think it's a little bit weird that he just like mass uploaded raw footage. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know his, you know, his methodology for editing stuff. Maybe YouTube has editing tools that somebody actually uses. And this is an example of why you shouldn't. <laughs> Well, I got the impression some of the raw footage was incorporated into some like satirical type humor videos. Right. Um, yeah, he was doing humor. Well, that was before. And, okay, so that was from like seven years ago. I, yeah, sorry, I that, that's article, a whole. Yeah, well, yeah. There's so, so there are a few out. different things going on. The problem, you know, and I'll, I'll link to the full article, but, um, but yeah. So he had both recent and older footage flagged, and and what's even more interesting is some of the footage. Um, contained clips of people talking about um, COVID early on when people didn't really, you know, nobody really knew what was happening, mm-hmm. right? It was new. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually you Sanjay know. Gupta. It was exactly. like a video clip Highly of Sanjay reputable. Gupta. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. And, but it was flagged as misinformation because he, he used the word flu in there somewhere. And, and therefore it was, it was, it was considered yeah, exactly. uh, misinformation was because on. it was comparing COVID to the flu and, and I don't, I, I don't know if he got a strike for that, but he got a, a warning about it or something where the whole video was at least taken down. I don't know if that was where the strike information came from, but it was. The, the, I unsettling. think the big takeaway is that it threatened his YouTube income. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's the right. big There's takeaway. There's this whole monetization is, thing you can turn yeah, on and, monetization. And, and yeah, I mean, granted, you know, that's it's YouTube's business and if they don't want to give you any money, then, you know, I guess, I guess you got to go elsewhere. But at the same time, the algorithmic uh, screw-ups are concerning. Yeah, and and like I said, that's why it, it worried me. Like right now, my channel is not monetized. You know, I have enough. I have enough subscribers, but I I don't have enough like hours watched, or I don't even know what the deal is. But anyway, uh, but it's the kind of thing where in the future I would very much like to monetize my channel and have that be another source of income. But it it's disconcerting to know that oh, it could all just be gone. Like all the effort, all the hours and hours that you put into, you know, investing time and, and stuff into a yeah. YouTube channel just to have it arbitrarily taken out, you know, away by robots uh, yeah. and not even like cool robots with laser guns, just like, <laughs> yeah, you like know, the faceless. Yeah. Just the sad scripty yeah. ones, so, you know? So, so to robot. me, the, the lesson of this, uh, the primary lesson, at least for me, um, is that, let's let's move past the platform economy you know where you have to do all this stuff on a platform Mm -hmm. you should be able to do your own video put it up on your own site whatever it is have a number of sites or choice of sites but having to funnel everything through a giant like that um is going to have those kind of problems a big thing with that is is bandwidth i mean the reason that people use youtube is i mean if skill i mean maybe two people could watch a video that i'm hosting at the same time maybe (laughs) You yeah. know, but well, I mean, you should be able to. There should be enough competing cloud services where you can stick something on the cloud. So what I was going to say was, I get it. Like I get, I understand that 
misinformation and disinformation are a problem. I totally understand that and I accept it, but this cannot be the solution. Surely. I think it might've been the same article that doc linked and that again, I will link in our description, but I believe they also mention that the white house has indicated that they are assisting social media platforms like Facebook. I don't oh, know, yes. maybe Google, maybe right. YouTube as yeah, well. I hate that. In identifying, yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's political information. Takedown. That's mm. messed up. It is <laughs> like as much as I, yeah, as much as I understand the problem. And by the way, I'll include a little plug for a previous episode with Dr. Chris Bronk, who is a professor of cybersecurity, and talked a lot about. Um, misinformation and disinformation with us with which is a real threat i mean it's a very significant threat mm. however um it is not an excuse for as you say a political takedown like you know the, the, yeah. that's that feels like a little church and state there you know yeah like, oh totally it, it's wrong and and it's like you know we're going to help private companies uh stop a politically incorrect uh um information and it's just it's it, it's as wrong as it can be I mean, I, I, I mean, I could see if, you know, the CIA or the NSA or, you know, the FBI or some law enforcement thing. Uh, the says, DOJ you know, would make sense, but. Yeah, I mean, the DOJ, I mean, it, it, any of those that know of a person who's like doing a bad thing or might be doing a bad thing, who knows? I mean, but there are all kinds of, I think, legitimate traditional law enforcement, public danger kinds of things that that where you can see that kind of involvement. But but for but just to say that's disinformation you know or to have a robot do it like in this case you know mm -hmm. geez you know somebody said that it's a flu instead of a, a covid but they said it before they knew the difference um is wrong it's just it's just weird it's and wrong. wrong and and the danger is not it's not just like uh you know people being shut down or whatever the danger is you people not taking the chance of reporting important information because what if they get taken down we know what if that's if that's your yeah, revenue yeah, exactly. stream it's a chilling effect yeah you know? exactly like you know yeah. i'm not going to report anything that might be controversial because i don't want to lose my income stream that's a scary place to, yeah. to be yeah exactly yeah because that's yeah. the kind of stuff that we need to hear about and you know i don't know if we need to hear about it from random yeah. guy 47 but yeah. you know i don't i don't know are we big enough to be afraid yet <laughs> here no i hope not <laughs> i don't podcast. know maybe probably maybe. not yeah maybe so oh. we may be covered i think yeah, we're good I because be i don't think but like monetization none of us are making a living from <laughs> yeah no not, thank not god <laughs> yeah. i guess we won't we won't risk losing sponsors over the dumb stuff but, we say i was gonna say wouldn't that be scary though if if this was currently, if this was our income, we would be really mm -hmm. worried that we might say something. Well, that would... I mean, that's that's nothing new. I mean, people people have always been, you know, at, at risk of losing sponsorship, right? Losing advertisers, losing who, you know, if if you if you produce content and share information for a living, uh, you know, because we we decided that media is going to be ad supported, you know, long ago and in, uh, in television and radio history. Yeah. Um, you know, it's more it, than that's always losing, been a threat. It's more than losing sponsors, though. I mean, the, the concern is being silenced by the. Oh yeah. yes, yes. And, and, now and, it's a whole new ballgame. In the case of YouTube, uh, but, there there aren't there are not 
as far as I know, anyway, there aren't sponsors. There is basically right, right. Know, no, it, I... it, random stuff. It's not really random. I mean, you know, the it, different right. different viewers are going to get different ads for different things. You know, one right. person or their get ad. I mean, yeah, YouTubers get, get sponsors, but they're outside yeah. of the YouTube. Right, it's a third party situation. Yeah. My the point I was trying to make is just just by the. F by the fact that you are earning income on your content doesn't necessarily mean um, you are any more or less afraid of what you say. You know what I mean? Like if right, you if you sure. want to be completely free, don't accept any sponsorship or advertising at all, and host your own stuff and 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 whatnot. But the, mm -hmm. you know, uh, once you do accept that, you have there's a bit of a social contract there that sure. you you're not you, you know it, I wouldn't say it's you're you're stifled completely, but you know you do have to at least take other interests into consideration right. now that's but, completely different from the issue of being yeah because then it is a social or, it's a social contract yes, exactly. right with yeah, with yeah, a yeah. somebody who's paying the bill as opposed to you know youtube robot 42 which is just exactly, deciding yeah. whether or not uh, what we say is is valid or allowed I, yeah it's it's a creepy place to be and it's only going to get worse because ai is only going to get better at being evil I don't, I don't know I, I don't mean sentience I'm, I'm not the I'm not saying like AI is gonna come but to life interfering with things interfering uh, yeah but I mean mm -hmm. the you know the algorithms are gonna get better and better so anyway so they're gonna track down every every time Sean I know, Powers mentions yeah. so, I don't know what I can't I, think of anything off the what does Sean Powers <laughs> mention you know his dog that's her. <laughs> uh, so and I know I know we're wrapping down uh you know wrapping down I, Either way, down. no. Wrapping We're wrapping up, winding down. That's the word winding I was looking down. for. Uh, no, I think wrapping down is what I'm going to use from now. Wrapping down, but um, yeah. every every time I'm on the podcast, I enjoy it, and I always feel like I bum everybody out, including myself. Like, oh, AIs oh, no, are taking the, over. Oh, not at all. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's not in your nature to bum people out. That's the first no, thing. No, no, no. That's the. Is, you're an upbeat dude. The the, but let's face it. You know, it, bum outs are interesting. You know, I mean, that's mm -hmm. what's interesting. You know, I mean, it's like, geez, everything is going really well in, in Oklahoma right now. Let's talk about that. You know, I mean, it, we're not going to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. It's just if the there's way, no... yeah, the way I guess. it is. So, no, I get what you mean. But at the same time, some, somebody's got to bring this stuff up. <laughs> the next time I'm here, I want to, I'm, I'm going to try to bring a really positive story. Yeah. So, okay. Sean has never been on a podcast again. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be good. There, there's some positive stories, I'm sure. Um, let's we don't see. know any of them. I just don't know any. Yeah, I know there's, <laughs> there are lots. There are lots. <laughs> oh. Oi. Again, I'm not thinking of any right now either. You know, you know here's a positive story. Sean Powers is verified on Twitter. That's amazing. That's and really we don't that's know so why. Cool. He's got the blue check. Excellent. He does. And we yeah. do not know why. Yeah. Well, what I did read. I, so I was trying to find out the like the the things that you can get verified for, and it does say that they can remove your verification if you are no longer like the reason that you were verified. Oh my so, god! I know. One, I don't know why I was verified. I don't know what of the litany of things I told them got me verified. And I wonder. Two, I wonder if they if they just have a little blue dotted line in a circle, right? <laughs> like oh, no man. longer verified. This guy was verified. He's not anymore. Yeah, that's, no longer me. That's just weird. I, I'm that's hoping so that it weird. was. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it was just Either. like they're like we reserve the right to unverify if you are a, a dill hole. You know. <laughs> yeah, we reserve the right to 
and jerk you around. That so, is so weird. anyway, till next week. I gotta, I gotta run, guys. So okay, oh, I do all too. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us, and uh, until next time.